You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Joining us right now to kick off our number two, one of the absolute best in the business when it comes to breaking down the National Football League. I think he is a must-follow on Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it today. Always tweeting out great NFL information, great NFL insight. You heard him on with this NFL season last year. He was fantastic. I think we're going to get him on again this NFL season, so really happy for that. And he joins us right now to talk some National Football League. Our pal Eric Eager doing a great job over at Sumer Sports, co-host of the Sumer Sports Football Show. Co-host of that show is a Tim Scanlon client, former Falcons general manager, Thomas Dimitrov. Eric is on Twitter at Eric. Uh, I, I always screw this up. I'm not sure if it's underscore eager, Eric eager underscore. Eric, my apologies. What is your Twitter handle? Great to have you. How's your summer going? If things are going well. It's it's fun to talk to you guys again. Eric eager underscore. Mm. Ah, Eric eager. On, and our producer Alex writes in the chat. So if you want to follow Eric on, on X, fire some X eats at him. Over to Eric Eager underscore. Uh, Eric, I think you probably like us. I think we're all kind of really just hungry for football content. And I think what we all invariably end up doing right, whether we want to admit it or not, is we we scroll the timeline and we see a bunch of videos. And it's usually like, oh, look how bad this quarterback looks or look how awesome this player looks or any of that stuff. I, I think I know your answer to this, but just because it's the thing we're all doing right now. Do you put any stock into any of this stuff? Like, will you actually see, like, let's say you see five videos from the same quarterback and he's good. Will you be like, oh, that quarterback might be really good. Like, do you find yourself even subconsciously doing that? Or are you blocking out all this stuff right now from training camp? Yeah, I think you really want to, you know, look at participation, right? I mean, looking at Trey Lance being third string for the San Francisco 49ers, I think matters. Um, The fact that Desmond Ritter can't seem to hit the broadside of a barn, like, that should probably be in in your sort of uh, you know handicap for the the Falcons anyway. Um, so to me, I, I think that it ends up being a, a little bit of just just looking at the depth chart, seeing how things are that way, um, looking at how guys look after injury, whether or not guys are hurt. But as far as actual performance, like look, Dak Prescott hitting a free safety in the chest in the middle of practice is not going to sway me that much. Yeah, and I think that makes a lot of sense, what Eric just said. Um, I do want to ask you about a specific game, Eric, for week number one, because Ken and I spent the majority of our number one um, talking about this game, and you mentioned Trey Lance is the third stringer right now for the 49ers, which means it's very likely to be um, Brock Purdy or Sam Darnold starting week number one for the Niners on the road at the Steelers. You'd presume it'll be Purdy, but who the hell knows, right? Uh, unnamed Niners quarterback, and they'll be favored on the road at Kenny Pickett and the Steelers. And I know Pittsburgh's kind of like an attractive bet right now to a bunch of people we've had on the show, um, people that we respect, kind of like Pittsburgh, not just this season, but but in this game. I don't know if I could get there with this Matt Canada-coordinated offense. Where do you stand right now? Uh, do you have a thought on the season opera with San Francisco and Pittsburgh? Niners a three-point road favorite. Yeah, it's tough to lay three points on the road when you have a quarterback that's unproven like Brock Purdy, but I think a lot of people 
you know, when they look at the 49ers, the 49ers have been an interesting team since 2015. They've either lost 10 or more games or made the NFC title game. And, you know, the years where they've lost 10 or more games, it's always been because of injury. And last year, you know, was the exception, right? When they had injuries at the quarterback position, they ended up being, you know, fairly solid. Um, so I think everybody's over-indexing and saying, well, look, Kyle Shanahan, he's impervious, uh, you know, to injuries um, at the position, which I just don't think is true. You look at Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh in the last two years, they've been hung win totals that are far under, you know, sort of the average for Mike Tomlin. Um, they go on the road and beat Buffalo in week one last year. They go on the road and beat Cincinnati the year before the, this past year. Like I think Pittsburgh is it's probably Pittsburgh or nothing for me uh, in, in that game, just because again, there's a lot of uncertainty with San Francisco and San Francisco doesn't always come out of the gate really strong. You know, they lost to Arizona in 2020, um, you know, in 2022, they lost to the bears in the, in the first game of the season. So it, it's, it's a combination of a lot of things where Mike Tomlin has a team ready to play and San Fran, despite being a very good football team, uh, over the past few years isn't necessarily a football team that's going to come out guns blazing in, in week one. Erica, another week one game that we were talking about, and I'm, I'm sure in your head you're like, oh, we, we must be talking about like one of the high profile games with like one of the really good matchups. No, we talked about Arizona-Washington in the last segment, which I think is just a really, really interesting betting market because you have two teams that are projected to be really bad. Uh, Arizona's win total is four and a half. Washington's win total is six and a half. But because Arizona's so bad and the game is in Washington, Washington kind of rightfully should be a pretty big favorite in the game. And they're about a six point favorite everywhere in this game. I, I kind of like Washington this year. I at least like them to go over that very low projected win total. Now, some of that's going to be Sam Howell. Eric Bieniemy is the offensive coordinator. Does that make a big difference? Does that give Howell a bump? What do you make of Washington and kind of like a funny week one game against maybe the worst team in the league? Yeah, I mean, at first blush, Sam Howell is a six-point favorite is absurd. But, you know, this Arizona team, like, you know, when you're, when you're handicapping, you know, not only the, the first few games of the season, but the, the season-long win total, you have to actually, like, ask whether or not a team's trying to win. And I think with Arizona, like, my prior is that they're not really trying to win. Now, we've seen teams like that, Chicago, you know, even like the, you know, when, when things went bad with the hurricane, with the, with the Saints, even way back in the day, those teams will surprise week one before uh, there's a little bit of a dissipation. So I, I can't get there with Washington minus six, but I certainly can, to your point, you know, when looking at that team and looking at their schedule relative to the other teams in the NFC East, I can get there with Washington over six and a half. Like to me, it, it's weird, but week one is maybe not where I'm looking. I'm more looking long on, on Washington rather than just week one because there's just so much uncertainty, and you're laying almost a touchdown with a fifth-round pick that's never that's only started two games in his career. You better you bet here with Nick and Ken on a terrific football Tuesday talking the National Football League with the great Eric Eager from Sumer Sports. Check out the Sumer Sports football show with Eric and Thomas Dimitrov, former Falcons general manager, and follow Eric on Twitter at Eric Eager underscore. Eric, uh, We've talked a lot about the Atlanta Falcons recently on the show. Feels like a lot of people that kind of like do what we collectively do, right? Talk about football, talk about bets, talk about markets, et cetera. Feels like people are really bullish on the Atlanta Falcons pointing to the schedule, right? The schedule is pretty easy. The division might be pretty easy. Maybe Desmond Ritter is actually good. I think kind of like we don't know. Kind of sounds like you think Desmond Ritter like might not be that great, or at least that the early returns thus far at training camp are not great for Desmond Ritter. Win total is eight and a half for Atlanta. They're about a three, three and a half point, like maybe like in between three and three and a half week one against Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers. What about the Atlanta Falcons, both early season and over the balance of this campaign? Yeah, the, you know, when you look at this, the, the schedule is the big thing, right? Last year in the NFC, every single team had a really easy schedule. 
you know, and the, and the Giants had the easiest at a point easier per game uh, on a neutral field than the average team. Uh, and every team in that division went over eight, win, or sorry, went eight wins or better. When you look at the NFC South this year, it's the same exact story except for Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay has that first place schedule and they're not particularly good. So when you look at, you know, for example, the Saints with Derek Carr, they have a schedule that's one point easier than the average team on a neutral field. And Atlanta is second. So when I look at Atlanta, they have a pretty easy schedule. Um, they have three, you know, they have two players, uh, or three players, I'm sorry, Bashan Robinson, um, uh, Kyle Pitts, and Drake London are all top ten picks. Uh, at the skill position players, they have offensive line. You know, my boss, Thomas Dimitrov, you know, you know, drafted basically all those players. They were great last season. It's all about Desmond Ritter and, you know, the, the defensive backs. And I think with a schedule like that, um, you know, you're going to be ahead more than the average team like them. And so, to me, I think they are going to be able to lean into the run game enough uh, to flirt with over eight and a half wins. And I know a lot of Sharps like that bet. I don't know if I can necessarily get there, but I'm not going to bet under on that team. It's got too many markers of a team that's going to go over the total. Eric, a, t- a team that's been in the news a lot for a variety of reasons this week is Denver. Obviously, there was the Sean Payton versus previous head coach, Nathaniel Hackett. He's now the OC for the Jets, obviously. Aaron Rodgers goes back at Payton. Hackett today being like, Sean Payton broke the code, and like this is not how you handle things, so whatever. So you have all that going on. None of that really matters. On the field, maybe some stuff that matters for the Broncos. Tim Patrick's going to be out for the year. Torrey's Achilles. K.J. Hamler's going to be out for the first part of the year. Uh, so maybe, you know, down a couple wide receivers. Maybe that has some kind of on-field significance. Win total's eight and a half. Peyton obviously won a million games with the Saints. I think he was like 60 games over 500 or something. So there should be a lot of bullishness that, like, he can turn this around. Just is it going to be this year? Isn't it going to be Is it going to be with Russell Wilson, right? So the win total's eight and a half. What about Denver? Obviously in the news a lot this week. What do you project for them this year? Yeah, I mean, Denver at about two to one to make the playoffs to me is a good bet. It's hard because, you know, they're in the AFC and, you know, the AFC has so many elite quarterbacks. They have so many good teams in even their division with the Chargers and the Chiefs. Um, but the Chargers are a meltdown factory. You look at, you know, Sean Payton just two years ago, he went nine and eight with Trevor Simeon, uh, you know, Ian Book, uh, Taysom Hill, and Jameis Winston. So he can certainly still coach. The defense is great. They lose a Giro Evero. He goes to Carolina. So that might, that might hurt them a little bit. They did lose Bradley Chubb midseason, but they have some good personnel. And to me, I think, you know, that's a team where I'm looking in the AFC and there are not that many dark horses in the AFC. You know, all the teams that, you know, should be good, we all already believe are good. Jacksonville, you know, Kansas City, you know, L.A., the Jets, the Bills, the Dolphins. Like, you know, the whole AFC North should be good. This is the one team that I think is under the radar in the AFC that could possibly be a team that actually surprises people. All right, so no dark, dark horses really in the AFC, right, with tons of good teams. Uh, tons of dark horse potential in the NFC. Eric, if it's not the Eagles and it's not the 49ers, who is it in the National Football Conference? You know, we, we talk about Detroit. I don't really like Detroit's, like, average bets. You know, you talk about win total. You talk about division. I don't really like those. They're too, you know, 50-50 for me, but a team – that is, you know, that could possibly, you know, you know, get the one seed with that, com- you know, that division and how weak that conference is and how well they stack up on both lines of scrimmages. I, I do think Detroit has a possibility there. A very, very dark horse when you look at, you know, the entire conference, not only around four to one to win their own division, but, you know, a long shot to win the NFC is the Green Bay Packers. Like they're a team that, you know, if the defense comes around the way they thought it would last year and Jordan Love can be an actual quarterback, like that team, I think, is a lot better than the market's giving them credit for. Eric, we've, we've gone over a bunch of week one games, gotten your thoughts on a bunch of teams. Is there a week one game we, we haven't gone over yet? Obviously, we're 
more than a month away, basically like five weeks away from the season starting. But I've, you know, I'm sure you've thought about a lot of the games. We've gone over a few of them. Anything we haven't gone over here, a, a point spread or a total that already kind of has your eye? Yeah, when I look at Chargers, uh, Dolphin, you know, Jalen Ramsey already being out, the, the Chargers defense like sort of being perennially overrated. I look at that total in the low 50s, and I think I, I'm probably going to go over that just because, you know, it, it, to me it's, it's two, you know, great offenses, um, two great offensive minds, I think, in Kellen Moore and Mike McDaniel, uh, quarterbacks in, in Her- and Herbert and if he's healthy, Tua. Like, I just think that's going to be a track meet. I can't wait. I think the team that loses that game, is going to be under 50% to make the playoffs in the AFC. So it also has a lot of high leverage. That's the game of the week, in my opinion, in week one. 49 and a half, by the way, is the total for Dolphins Chargers right now at our show sponsor, the King of Sportsbooks, BetMGM. Eric, let's close with this. This doesn't even have to be like a betting answer from you. I just like, I love your insights on professional football. What is something that you are really looking forward to watching, whether it could be for the rest of training camps, whether it's in the preseason, like it could be a position battle, could be a player that you really like. Give us something that you're going to have your eye on here over the balance of the next six weeks as we head to week number one that maybe could impact the way you feel about a team or a player the rest of the year. Yeah, I think, you know, to me it's going to be how, you know, how the Cowboys, you know, enter the season because, you know, that division is not a division that teams win back-to-back. Everybody thinks Mike McCarthy's a bum, even though he's – taken this team to 12 wins consecutive years i think if dallas goes into the regular season healthy um you know they pollard let's say you know like pollard looks the part and you know brandon cook stays healthy and mike mccarthy is running a progressive kind of offense like i think this is a team that you know a lot of really smart people could end up picking for the super bowl even though they're not even favorites for their own division so to me i think it's dallas because I think it could go either way. Kellen Moore has been great. I think a lot of people have given him flack for, you know, some high-profile miscues in playoff games and things like that. But he's a, you know, he, you know, he's gone. I think Mike McCarthy comes in. McCarthy's at times been a good play caller. I want to see it, uh, you know, for them because they have the talent. Last year, you know, C.D. Lamb was phenomenal, but he was their only option. Now they got another option in Cooks, um, and I, and I think that that offense could soar. Alex, uh, or. You just, you just said the name, Alex, which got me there. Uh, one last question for you, Eric, here. Um, Kansas City, just give me a name. Behind Travis Kelsey, who's going to be the number two wide receiver or pass catcher this year for Patrick Mahomes? Just a name. We don't have a lot of time left. This is this is the easy one. It's, it's Marquez Valdez-Scanling. He's, he looks very comfortable in the offense now. He's got some of the juju role as well, which when he had it in the AFC title game, he had six for 116 and a touchdown. I think it's MBS, even though that's the easy answer. That's fascinating, right? Everyone's looking to see who it's going to be with Kadarius Tony now on the shelf. Eric, we sincerely appreciate it. Amazing job on Twitter at Eric Eager underscore. Check out the Sumer Sports Football Show with Thomas Dimitrov. Eric, stay well, uh, and we will talk to you down the line here as we approach week number one. Nick, Ken, thanks for having me on. Take care.